Well, good morning, New Hope. Glad that you're here this morning. Happy New Year to everybody here this morning, everybody listening online. We are after a great new year. Now, there have been specific times in our lives when we have been glad to say goodbye to a certain situation in our life, right? And say hello to the next. And that's what this whole series in January during our Daniel fast is about. Saying goodbye to 2020 and hello 2021. Now, I want you to think of some of these goodbyes that you like to say goodbye to and hello to another situation. Like goodbye high school, hello college, work. Goodbye, unreliable car. Hello, new car. Woo! Right? Goodbye, engagement. Felt like a millennium. Hello, marriage. Goodbye, old job. Hello, new job. Goodbye, bad habit. Hello, good habit. Goodbye, bad debt. Hello, no debt. Goodbye, labor. Hello, baby. Right? (laughs) Goodbye, bad relationship. Hello, healthy relationship. Goodbye, Thursday. Thank God it's Friday. Goodbye, illness. Hello, health. Goodbye, guilt, shame. Hello, forgiveness. Goodbye, grieving. Hello, healing. Goodbye, consequences. Hello, second start. Goodbye, college. Hello, career. Goodbye, probation. Hello, freedom. Goodbye, depression. Hello, joyfulness. Goodbye, work. Hello, retirement. Right? We are happy to say goodbye, hello, to certain circumstances in our life. More than ever, when it has come to a new year, we have been happy to say goodbye to 2020 and hello to 2021. Matter of fact, statistically, the folks in the United States have never in the last 50 years been more discouraged, struggled with mental health and issues in their life than in the last 50 years. But when we say goodbye to 2020 and we say hello to 2021, what are we saying hello to? In determining your hello to ideas or plans or goals, I want you to implore you to invite God into how you define your 2021. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. It's a great life verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. He will make your paths straight. In Proverbs 16.3, it sort of follows this up. 
Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. The word establish means he will help you set up. He will help you organize. He will make firm your plans. So as we say goodbye to 2020, hello to 2021, let's invite God into establishing our plans for 2021. Now, maybe you have not thought much about 2021, but I would encourage you to review your life in these categories and give some thought to what you would like to be different or what God would like to be different in 2021 in these areas. And they're listed in the brochure you got. The first is spiritual, your intimacy, your relationship with God. What is it you would like it to look like? What would he like it to look like? How about the physical part of your life, your health part of your life? Does something need to tweak there? Review that. Ask God to tell you anything you need to maybe change there. How about relational? Are there some relationships that need to change or be added in 2021? Think about it for your life. Professional. Now, maybe you're retired or whatever, but if you're still working, you're laboring, is there a way that you can improve your skills so that you can serve others better in that area? How about family? Are there specific family goals or plans that you need to review or look at or change, think about. How about financial? Are there areas in finances that you need to pay attention to? Do you have a will? 60% of Americans don't have a will. If you don't have a will, I'm telling you right now, there's your goal in the financial aspect of, hey, get things in order in case something happens. Emotional. How have you been emotionally, and does something need to change in 2021? Ask God. Let him review it with you. Educational. Are you continuing to learn? And I don't really care what age you are. Are you continuing to learn? It's interesting. Years ago, I read an article in USA Today that stated by age 30, most Americans stop growing in every area of their life. By age 30, are we continuing to learn? And recreational, do you maybe have to implement some areas of recreation, some new hobbies, because maybe you work too much or you're on Netflix too much or whatever it might be, and you just need to uh, have some recreational time. And then lastly, your character. Is there an area of your character in 2020 that needs to be refined in 2021? Literally. Maybe it's fits of rage, anger. Maybe it's anxiousness, anxiety. Maybe it's an identity piece of how you view yourself. And 2020 needs to go in 2021, a new identity of who God says you are. But I list these areas out, and they're in your brochure, and I want you to take them home, literally. And I want you to sit down, literally, and say, you know what? In each of these areas... 
What is it, God, that you would maybe want to rework in my life? I love the songs Justin picked today. You know, Graves into Gardens, these, these songs of transition, right? New wine. That's what we want, right? With a new year, a new you, new me. I really don't want, and I don't think my family or maybe even my friends want me to stay like I was in 2020 or 2019 or 2018 or whatever. You know, God says in Philippians 1.6, he who began this good work in us will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. He's working. He's doing this incredible work. And so I really encourage you to sit down and reflect in each of those areas in your life. And what is it going to look like? So as you reflect on these areas of life in the new year and consider a change, a great way to do this is through a time of prayer and fasting. Over the Christmas time, I was reading about the life of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament. And I found it very interesting that Jesus... Prior to his main goal, which was to come and to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven, prior to his three years of ministry to do that before he died on the cross, he went out into the wilderness for 40 days and fasted and prayed. And I thought it was interesting. In there, it also said that he was tempted over and over. And that's pretty much how it is when we pursue to pray and to fast. We are going to experience all kinds of temptation. But he overcame the temptations which set him up for the next three years to die on the cross for us. And as we overcome through prayer and fasting, and we overcome temptation, it sets us up to overcome temptations in our future that come to us. So it was really clear to me on how important it is for us to prepare for something new, as Jesus did, and how important it is for us to prepare for this new year by a time of prayer and fasting. This is why here at New Hope, we have done what is called the Daniel Fast at the beginning of the new year. I believe this is our seventh year now doing it. Now, the Daniel Fast is based on verses from the Bible found in Daniel chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. This is what it says. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food. No meat or wine touched my lips. And I used no lotions at all until three weeks were over. So why did Daniel do this? I mean, what moved him to do this kind of fast? No choice foods, no meats, no wine to his lips. Well, in Daniel 10, we see in verses One and two, Daniel gets this vision, this revelation that comes to him about this great war. And it's actually 
the revelation that is in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, which talks about the end times when Jesus will return. And so he has this vision, this revelation of this war, and it's so big and significant, but yet he doesn't understand it. And so he takes 21 days to fast and pray for understanding because of what he saw was so significant and so important. And so he was going before God, asking God to reveal an understanding of what he just saw. So while the Daniel fast obviously is a cleansing of your body by omitting certain foods for a limited time, the deeper and true basic understanding of it and the intent of it is for spiritual connection, is for intimacy with God. And Daniel was fasting, not because he is hoping to get a new diet, but he was fasting because he wanted to know more of what God was revealing to him. That's what he was seeking at. So the purpose of Christian fasting is to seek more of an intimate relationship with God and invite him into directing and establishing every area of our life. This is what Daniel was after. Bring me understanding of what you revealed to me, God. I don't understand it. And he took 21 days to pursue that. Some people ask me when they're in high school and that, and they're thinking of a career choice or college or work, and I'm visiting with them, and they're like, well, I don't want to go to school for four years. I don't want to go to college for four years. I just was in school for umpteen years, and I'm graduating from high school. And I said, well, think about it, though. I mean, four years of college is a pretty good trade-off for the next 40, 50 years of your career, if college is the way you want to go. I mean, it's a pretty good trade-off. Four years for the next 40, 50 years. It's a good trade-off. And if you think about it, when it comes to the new year, 21 days of fasting and praying for the new year, for your new year, is pretty good. Because what you're doing is you're setting up the next 244 days of your year. Or 300 344 days of your year. That's a pretty good trade-off. 21 days for 344 days of inviting God in to establish your plans for 2021. So I encourage you over this next week to pray about doing the Daniel fast as we start it next Sunday the 10th, and go to the 31st. We see in Scripture that Jesus assumes that at some point in our Christian walk that we will fast. In Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 9, it's this idea that he says, when you fast. We also know, though, in scripture, it doesn't command us to do the Daniel fast, this particular style of fast. 
we here at New Hope just have chosen to do this Daniel fast, this 21 days together corporately. And so I want to encourage you to pray about it, to consider it this next week. On your way out, you will receive a booklet, one per family, that gives an overview of the Daniel fast. But this morning, I want to ask you a few questions before we close. The first question will be this. Why are you doing it? Over this next week, as you consider the Daniel fast, consider why you would do it. It has to be, I want to. It has to be, I want to. You can't do it because the pastor said. You can't do it because maybe your spouse is just doing it. You can't do it because you feel pressure to do it. You have to do it because you want to do it. All right? That's the first question. The second one, medically, can you do it? So as you approach the Daniel fast, and it explains us in the booklet, you have to look at your health. You maybe need to visit with your doctor, but look at it. But you can also tweak the Daniel fast to what you need it to be, all right, with your health concerns or reasons. The third question is, how long will you fast? It's a 21-day fast. But maybe there's someone in the room that, hey, I have never heard of fasting. I've never fasted. Maybe someone online is like, what? Seriously, 21 days? But maybe for you, as you talk to God about it, it, maybe it's like, hey, just one week. Just try it one week. Whatever it might be, 10 days, three days, You decide what that looks like, okay? Fourth question, what will you fast from, okay? So when we talk about fasting, we're talking about giving up, giving up what is normal to us, what we're used to, right? So what will you fast from? Well, the Daniel fast, the idea of it is to fast from specific foods and drinks, So it would mean eliminating meats, pastries, chips, breads, fried food, anything artificial, additives, and typically it's just drinking water. Yeah, drinking water. (laughs) For us coffee people in the winter, it's like, what? But it's this idea of, of giving up that which we are used to. Also looking to give up specific entertainment in our life, certain music we listen to, or sitcoms, or, hey, I'm going to give up for 21 days social media. not going to be on Facebook or Instagram for those days. And I'm going to focus more on God. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to journal. I encourage you over this time, if you haven't listened to Christian music for 21 days, just listen to Christian music. Put on KTIS on the radio in your car or K-Love, I think it's 90.3, and listen. Author Albert Haas found that when he fasted, he said, fasting can be a painful admission that I'm not free, that my life is enslaved, obsessed, or addicted to external things such as food, drink, codependent relationships, sex, television, 
privacy, and the like. It's amazing when we step back and we fast, what has a stronghold on us? And what is more in control of us than we think we're in control of it, right? And the idea when fasting is that we're removing these areas of our life that we're dependent on and becoming dependent upon our God. And so the last question and the big question is, what will you fast for? Why are you fasting? The number one reason is, Jesus, I want to know you more. I want a more intimate relationship with you. I want to hear from you. And then look at that list that I gave you in the brochure. And say, God, just lay it before him and say, God, in these areas, and I'm going to walk them through, is there something that you want to speak over my life and you want me to change and you want to change in me and fast and pray in that area? But I want to give you a caution here. I want you to be careful not to water down the fast, okay? There should be a level of difficulty with the fast so that you have to lean into God and be dependent upon him. If you set it up that out of your own strength and will, you can walk it through, not much transformation will take place. There is a reason that we are called for prayer and fasting. And it's this idea of transformation, more of God, less of us. I love the verse in Ephesians 5, 18, where Paul says, hey, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, to this this life that's opposite of what God desires, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, if, you, if you're going to get drunk on anything, get drunk on the Holy Spirit. Get drunk on Jesus. Get drunk on God. And that is a real picture of the fast, I believe. It's like, man, as we fast and we pray and we give up, our goal is that we are going to be filled more with Jesus for 2021 and in what he wants to do. As Daniel pursued God for the 21 days, at the end of those 21 days, Jesus appears to Daniel in this amazing description in Daniel 10. And Daniel is terrified and flat on the ground. But yet an angel comes to him and taps him on the shoulder and says to him, stand up, Daniel. And this is what he says to him in Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. Do not be afraid, Daniel. From the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, to fast and to pray, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. That's what we're after. That's what God does when we humble ourselves and come before him, which will set up 
our 344 other days of 2021. And so I encourage you to consider this week a time of prayer and fasting for 21 days. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you desire to see transformation in our lives and you use a time of fasting and prayer for that. And so I pray, Lord God, that each one of us would take seriously this opportunity and look at what is it we can do when it comes to this time of prayer and fasting for these 21 days. Lord, do a new work in us. Take portions of our 2020 that were graves and bring gardens in 2021. In Jesus' name, amen.